Welcome to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented as always by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Tuesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We've got Lawrence spinning the dials, which there's literally nothing to spin. There's more of knobs and buttons and sliders and stuff, but we just like to keep the old lingo. Sliders? Sliders. Mm, That sounds fun. Let's order some, and then Mario's won't come. (laughs) A tradition unlike any other. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Delivery delivery issues and the masters. One and the same. Just like me and Justin Fields. Yeah. There you go. If that happens, he can have mine. I have never eaten a slider, nor will I ever want I'm not the biggest White Castle guy. The chicken sandwiches are good, but the burger's not. I'm good for White Castle once a quarter. (laughs) That's your your quarterly report. Every now and again, the crave hits. And you're like, all right, well, I thought about it. Now I have to have it. So see, now, like, within the next three days, I have to have it because we're talking about it. But once a quarter, I'm good. My I, daughter loves them. I, uh, I had a bad experience with a in my early 20s with a late-night binge-drinking session followed by sliders with a 8 a.m. hockey game the next morning. Oh, oh my Lord. Lord. That is why I do not Were you eat playing them. or covering? Playing. Oh. And, uh, and, and apparently I was... Did the, did the ice change colors that day? It almost did. Uh, apparently everybody else on my team was also out late too, so we had just enough guys to start the game, myself included. So I had to play like seven minutes straight oh. on a belly full of like bush light and sliders. <laughs> oh, as soon as the first guy showed up, I waved him on the ice, went to the bench, and all of that exited my oh, body quickly. Oh, man. So that is why I do not do White I'm sure that anymore. bench smelled great. Oh, my well, God. it didn't exactly <laughs> smell good before. <laughs> well, it certainly yeah. didn't ever. Well, yeah. Oh, that's brutal. That, somehow, I somehow improved that bench. I don't know how. But I oh, man. Not pretty. That's uh, Oof. too much vomit in 24 that's hours for me. Yesterday, I was at the Cubs game, and it just uh, I don't like the troughs. It's just I don't need to show everybody everything. So uh, I usually go in the stall, and the guy next to me was just violently vomiting. Ooh, <laughs> so, yikes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got to get I, out of here fast. I, I got a really feel trough story, too. Since did, you, really, uh, did you water slide? I did not, trough? but I did at, a, at the very first <laughs> Foo Fighter concert at Wrigley Field. I ended up standing at the trough next to Edge and Christian of WWE fans. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That, that was, that's my claim to fame. Did you get your photo opportunity? Of, of flash <laughs> photography. I didn't think that was appropriate at that time. <laughs> but, uh, that's my, yes, that's how, uh, that's my claim to fame. I have peed next to Edge and Christian. That's go. amazing. Yeah, we are learning all any, kinds uh, of things. Do you have things. any famous bathroom uh, encounters? No. <laughs> no, Ravinia, but I, uh, I, I, I got on an elevator that Robin Williams was got, uh, that got off of, and we crossed paths. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. I peed next to Keb Mo. Anyone know who Keb Mo is? Know, the sure. uh, old yeah, contemporary most, blues yeah. artist at Ravinia. I let Doc Emmert cut in line at the bathroom during the twenty oh, thirteen. Nice. Nice. He that's was more a, important. I got one. Uh, I peed <laughs> next to the Penguin, Jerry Krause, in uh, spring oh, okay. training, uh, Maryvale, where the Brewers. There you go. Uh, spring All right. Yeah. See? Yeah. And my, my only other celebrity <laughs> running, uh, that, not my only other, but one that it's worth noting, I once got into an elevator with Suge Knight in Nashville. Oh, my oh. gosh. Scariest 19 yeah. seconds oh, of sure. my life. Lived Get out. I told, I told my, my girlfriend at the time, do not make eye contact. Look straight ahead. <laughs> this guy almost killed Vanilla Ice. He won't think twice about hanging us outside of a back big, balcony. Big red yeah. suit and everything. He had his entourage. It was oh, frightening. Man. You should have started rapping. Should have, because I'm. <laughs> this is my moment. He probably gets that all the time. Yeah. Hey man, you got to hear what I'm coming up with. I all right, dope. I will. Rhyme. I will g- say at the at the United Center covering games uh, next to Gene Honda once. So there you go. See, 
I've drank go. with Gene Honda. You haven't drank with Gene Honda? Come on. Sprinkles with greatness. With Honda? <laughs> there's another off, there's there's another off season <laughs> topic we can do. Coming this Friday. Sprinkles with greatness. <laughs> Who's the best celebrity you peed next to? Light him up. Put it in the chat. Let's hear all about it. All right, we should get to the old hockey because it is what June twenty eighth, June twenty sixth, July, July, July. July. I mean, we've had some serious topics the last couple days. It's time to get silly again. We need to talk about peeing. Yeah, I'm with Neil in the chat who says he's convinced he has a nervous bladder because of the troughs. Because of the troughs, when he was a kid, and yes, I believe that nightmare scenario. I hate the troughs. Performance anxiety. Yeah, stage fright. Nope. Yeah. Oh, stage fright is a, is real. It is. That is real. That's it why is. I just go in the stall. You're by yourself. Got all the time you need. No one's looking at you. No one's going to judge you. Right. Exactly. Talk more well, hockey. Yeah, Josh told. is really excited about hockey on Talk July 24th. <laughs> okay, Josh. Talk more hockey on July 24th. Yeah. All no, right, I think, let's get right to I think it. I know Josh, and Josh is kidding. He's being sarcastic. But, Any um, better at the Central Saloon in uh, Seattle. Pal- what did Pal- Host Mike said? He was on an airplane with Foreigner. All right, cool. Nice. Design Love, Eddie Vedder, Central Saloon, Seattle. That's a good story. See? I want I want the chat to be exclusively where what celebrity and where have you peed next to? For every show. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the only thing allowed in the chat anymore. Fantastic. All right. So what our plan was today. Uh, it was not to wait, we have it was a plan. not this. This was not the plan. <laughs> this took a weird turn right, uh, off the, from, right off the gate. Tomorrow is the one month anniversary of the Luke Richardson hire. It's only been a month. How would you judge him as a head coach after so one month? He's I a have, bum. He hasn't won a game yet. Get I'm, him out of here. I'm finally putting fingers to keyboard today, and I'm going to do kind of a monthly recap for allchgo.com. That'll be out tomorrow. Um, but a lot's happened in the last month, including mm-hmm. lots of player transactions, Hawks coming, Hawks going, all those sort of things. So we're going to get into where have some of the Blackhawks that were on the team last year, where do they end up, and what can we kind of project for their seasons going forward. But first... The three of us got a lot of messages this weekend when the Matthew Kachuk trade happened. And if you missed it, uh, Calgary Flames superstar Matthew Kachuk uh, was traded to the Florida Panthers uh, for Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Wegar, Cole Schwint, and a lottery-protected first-round pick in the 2025 draft. That is a massive, massive haul for a really great... 25-year-old superstar player. Unicorn um, is the term that I heard a lot. Unicorn is correct. I still think the fact that it seems like Huberdeau and Wegar are going to sign long-term with Calgary, that Calgary wins that trade. If they do. But a lot of people were thinking, well, wait, how did they get that much for Matthew Kachuk and the Hawks only got what they got for Alex Debrinkit? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> there's a couple of reasons. Yeah. First of all, Calgary's not looking to rebuild. They're looking to reload after losing Gaudreau and having to trade Kachuk. Different situation. Uh, The Blackhawks don't want 30-year-old forwards right now, especially really good 30-year-old forwards. They don't want that. That's counterproductive. But the biggest reason, that eight-year contract he signed right before the trade. Eight years guaranteed of a a 24-year-old superstar is a lot more value than... One year for sure, and we'll see after that. Yeah. And plus, Chuck's better than Dabrinkit. We discussed it before we went on the air. I think Dabrinkit's a better goal scorer than Kachuk, but all-around player, Kachuk is better. So there's a lot of factors into that. Um, now, if Calgary, if neither of those guys resign in Calgary and they're there for a year, that trade don't look very good No, anymore. not at all. But we'll see how that plays out. 
But they've got a little bit of protection with the first round pick, but it's not till 2025. And it's lottery protected, which means, you know, hey, I get a 25th overall pick. Right. And one year of of Jonathan Huberto doesn't sound great, but we'll see what happens. If they sign one of those two, it it even still works out pretty well. Um, I don't know much about Cole Schwint as a a prospect. It's a cool name, though. Yeah. Schwint. Got his kind, of, kind of reminds me of Wayne's World. Swing, swing. <laughs> um, but yeah, if they sign one of Huberto or or Uyghur to uh, a second, con, you know, a, 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 an extension, it's 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 a better deal. And if they get both of them, then yeah, it's it's absolutely Calgary comes out on top um, for the for the long term. But yeah, I mean, the the extension was the biggest part of of why DeBrincat's return was underwhelming in in a lot of people's eyes. And why Florida had to give up so much to get uh, uh, Kachuk because he has the he had the extension. Um, I just find it funny that Florida, the next time that they uh, are scheduled currently to draft in the first round, the player that they will draft is likely right now fourteen years old. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like, they're going for. They don't have a first round have pick till twenty twenty six. Twenty twenty six. And if you don't win a Stanley Cup between now and then. Welcome to hockey hell. It's well, a risk you got to go for, but and and here's the thing: like, is Kachuk better than Huberdeau or Uyghur? Probably yes. Uh, the output for Kachuk and Huberdeau is pretty even last year. Huberdeau's older, five years older. I feel like Florida probably got worse with the trade. I think they did downgrade for yeah. this year. We'll see how it is going forward. Yeah, if they felt that. They couldn't re-sign Huberto and Uyghur. Then, two years from now, they're better. You sure. S- this year they downgraded. Yeah. They you did you swap top tier forwards, but you also lose, lose a, a very good defenseman. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uyghur eight goals, thirty six assists, forty four points. Not the plus minus super matters, but plus forty. Yeah. I mean that's that's a huge number. And look, one of the I, more underrated defensemen. Yeah, around he's the definitely league. a guy that if he played on Toronto, he'd be in your face all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, now he's going to go to a Canadian market where he'll probably get, even though the Western Canadian teams don't get the pub, but the Eastern Still. Canadian teams, but he'll get more mm-hmm. pub that he's there. Uh, we had someone in the chat. They have a solid, Calgary has a solid defensive group with him. They do. And they got a really good goaltender in, in Jacob Markstrom. Hopefully they don't run him to death so he actually can perform in the playoffs <laughs> this year. Right, yeah. Like, you know, um, we had, let's see here, uh, Narfin26 says the real question is how Kachuk will do without having Gaudreau. Well, that's he a has, very good quick, yeah. He has Alexander Barkov. Who, so last time I checked, pretty decent. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, you could say that same question about Alex Dabrinkit, now that he doesn't have Patrick Kane. So we're going to see how these guys do. I think Kachuk will be a lot better without Gaudreau than Dabrinkit yeah. situation. Though Dabrinkit in Ottawa, I still think, man, you, you pair up Dabrinkit with Timmy Stuzla, and that, that could be yep. deadly. That, that could, could they be have a really good. They have a really good young forwards right. group. I, I We were Mentioned it before the show. Uh, I think it was cap friendly. Uh, their cap friendly, cap friendly depth charts. They t- tweeted out the youngest projected roster for the forwards group in the NHL, and the youngest by a full year was Ottawa at 24 and a half years old. Um, the Brinkett, uh, Stutzla, uh, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, Brady Kachuk. Like that's if if they can convince DeBrinket to s- stay beyond this season. I mean, it's it's still the Ottawa Senators, but 
I think they have a really good shot at being like not <laughs> bottom of the league, not no, a joke anymore. If they, they if can, they if they do some things right, they can contend for a wild card spot. I think so. Yeah, if they get some goaltending. Um, Goaltending and defense, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, they're fine. But they're, the future, <laughs> the future of their forwards group looks real yeah, nice. They got a nice that's for sure. core there. That's what we want to see in Chicago in three years. Exactly. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you want. And and Erica says, uh, "Am I crazy for thinking that the Brinkett trade isn't as bad as fans are saying?" Sure, the Hawks could have kept them till the trade deadline, but what would the value be then? You're not crazy, Erica. It's not as bad. It's underwhelming. It's not awful because when you you got to think the long goal here mm-hmm. trading Alex to was done to try to get the number one pick or at least a, a top two or three pick in next year's draft that's why you did it so if the Alex to trade nets you Connor Bedard you essentially traded Alex to for Kevin Korshinsky and Connor Bedard hell yeah yeah another thing too um by trading him at this draft it gets you a year jump start on the rebuild um, you know, if you waited till the trade deadline, you have one fewer first round pick this year. You're also like Greg is alluding to, you're a better team next year, making it less likely you're going to land counter Bedard or one of those top three picks Thursday at 11, a little programming note. We're going to talk to Scott Wheeler from the athletic Scott just published his prospect rankings. Um, and the Hawks last year had one in the top 50 in Lucas Reichel this year. They have three, two of which were drafted in the first round this year, Frank Nazar and Kevin Korchinski. They're both so, ahead of the guy that was on it last year in Lucas Reichel. So the guy you got in the trade for Alex Dabrinkit is already a better prospect than your top prospect from a year ago. Exactly. That's what you wanted to accomplish. Yes. So by trading him now or at the draft, you start the rebuild sooner and more quickly. And the other thing, too, is you can play the game and hope that you get in a bidding war at the trade deadline. But guess what? You can separate his shoulder. He can get concussed. He could break his ankle. There's a million things that can go wrong between now and then that could completely eliminate any trade value for Alex Dabrinkit. Then what? Right? Because right? it's very clear the Hawks were not interested in re-signing him. Yeah, for for whatever reason. I mean, I, I still – it's still hard for me I to know. wrap my head around the idea that, that you wouldn't think that Dabrinkit was, would be worth what his qualifying offer was going to be. But I, I guess if they weren't confident that he would want to stick around for that, um, it would it, it makes that negotiation harder the for fact, sure. The, also, the fact that we've heard nothing about the senators trying to extend him right now tells me he wants to hit that open yep. market. Yeah, I mean, he might he might see okay. I, I see this young group in Ottawa. Maybe if this season goes pretty well and I see a future here, it might change his mind. But. I think that's, you know... You would think I, trading for a guy like that, you'd automatically want to give him that, that, that Kachuk deal, keep mm-hmm. him there. Yeah. The fact that we haven't even heard that that's been a discussion tells me that Dabrinkit's like, I'm going to play this year, then I'm going to see what it, where we're at. And that is why his trade value wasn't as high as we all had hoped for. And I know there's been a lot of public comments where he's like, well, I thought I was going to be here a long time. This is where I want to be. Matthew Kachuk said all the same things. And then when it came time to put pen to paper, hmm... Maybe the grass is greener somewhere else. That's definitely not as green when Johnny Goudreau is gone. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And there is something I don't want to be like, you know, a lot of people jumping on, oh, you know, Calgary is a terrible town. Nobody wants to play there. I'm not buying that. But there's something to it where, you know, Calgary wanted to pay both Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk. And they both said thanks, but no thanks. 
So that's when I hear like Uyghur and Huberto go, yeah, we could sign here long term. Okay, pal, we'll see you in six months. What you think? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I've never been to Calgary. I want to go. I want to. I want to experience the the famous Saddle press doom. box of doom. Nope. Uh, I want to. I want to give that a whirl. Hell no. Um, That'd be fun. The catwalk that you got to walk to get to the press box. I want to experience that once. Uh, I'm going to wear dark <laughs> pants to that game just that's in a, case. It's a good call. <laughs> Not doing it. But, you know, uh, who I'll knows? Th there could be something to the like, hey, I really don't want to play in Calgary anymore. So we'll see what happens. I mean, both of these guys were young. Uh, Kachuk younger than Gaudreau. Calgary wanted to pay both of them. We're willing to say you guys are our guys. And both of them were like, nope. Those deals, ex those deals keep their contention window open. Yeah. yeah. And now it's they're kind of trying to piece back together they, they ways to keep that there. open. Calgary is a Western Conference It's a playoff. It's, it's another playoff team, top-tier top conference yeah, team. Yeah. I mean, they won the division last year. They they, they, yeah. they, they, they underperformed in the playoffs. You can There's a lot Gosh. of factors to that, but, yeah. you know, they're if, a team that if they had Goudreau and Kachuk coming back next year, I'd put them right up there with the Colorado Avalanche as the teams to beat to come out of the West. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, you lose Kachuk and you can't replace those two. Huberto and Kachuk could be a wash for a couple of years. If he, if Huberto ends up staying in Calgary, I still think when it's all said, I think Kachuk is going to get better while Huberto will probably start to decline a little bit. Not drastically, but a little bit just because of his age. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch. And I wonder, you know, does Daryl Sutter play a role? Like he's... There's a lot of old school coaches left in the league, but none quite as old school as Daryl. And players seem to like him and talk well about him, and he's funny. He's got a dry sense of humor. But when you see superstars leaving for Columbus, nothing against Columbus. But I mean, no, like yeah. no one saw that coming with Gaudreau. No, right? it it really wasn't the the destination that a lot of people had at the top of their list. Um, I'm I mean, I wonder about you know. Like you said, Greg, like we don't know exactly. We've never been to Calgary. We don't know exactly how the town is, but I I think you you take a look at some of the reaction to both Kachuk and uh, Gaudreau leaving Calgary. You see some of the reaction not only from Flames fans but just from general Canadians about in the media the, uh, in the media about players leaving a team in Canada and going to to the U.S. and like, I understand Canada is a, is a hockey-hungry market. We know the history of, of how, you know, the media in, in places like Toronto and whatnot treat uh, some of the players. And I don't know. I, I feel like if I was a player, top-tier player, and I was, you know, playing in a Canadian market, and every day I heard how I, I wasn't doing enough, I was – you know, I was the reason that the team was underperforming or, you know, I put up 100 points, but it wasn't enough. And, you know, just getting kind of treated unfairly like that. Uh, I might I might look at a place like Columbus or Florida, yep. too, and be like, hey, hey, cool. you know, that that wouldn't be so bad. We lose in the second round. I could, cares? <laughs> <laughs> I could I, I could potentially make more money. I could maybe live a little bit more comfortably with my mental health and still be a superstar player. Be weary. Toronto Maple Leafs fans, you got a guy, he's mentioned mm -hmm. a couple times here in his chat, 2024, young Mr. Austin Matthews, be careful, be care. I can't wait for those those articles, Matthews too soft to play in Canada. Yeah. And here's another thing, <laughs> like they're getting mad at guys like Gaudreau and Kachuk for leaving Canada, they're Americans, you dolts, they don't want to play in Canada. <laughs> and they had 
219 combined points in Canada. I think they can handle playing in Canada. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal. 104 points for Kachuk, 115 for Johnny Gaudreau. It's not Canada. Right. Quit being wieners about it. Like, get over yourselves, so Canada. You've got other issues in Canada you need to worry about rather than Johnny Gaudreau right now. One so. of their biggest issues? I don't think they have points bet. Is there a pointsbet.ca? Is that I, a thing, I don't Lawrence? believe so. Well, that's their problem. Well, they Maybe should, that's why. and they should put on the odds on where <laughs> Austin Matthews leaves the country. What American team is he playing for in two years? That's, see, that's the exciting. Hawks. Well, if you want to get points bet, you're in luck because you're probably in Illinois or you're in the United States. Do it. Download the points bet app. Use that code CHGO. When you do that, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And with a $50 or more first-time deposit, you're going to get that free CHGO membership that unlocks all of our great web content. You get a free shirt from the CHGO locker, access to our members-only Discord, uh, feet pics from Greg, all the great stuff that comes with Those the CHGO. Those are extra. Mem- that is uh, <laughs> that's unconfirmed. The, that's CHGO+. Plus. you got to go to CHGO-only fans for that. <laughs> so all that great stuff, all that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. And remember... Use that code CHGO when you play along. I played last night at the Cubs game. I bet on the Cubs to win when the game was tied. So I cashed in very little money, but it was still fun <laughs> to play along in-game. And those in-game bets are super fun and super awesome. So you should absolutely do it. Jump on points bet. Do it now. What are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And we are also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 formula. What is Athletic Greens, you may ask? What is it? I'll tell you. It is a nutritional powder, this AG1. And with one scoop of it, You are on the way to improving your gut health, optimizing your immune system, and giving you more natural energy. You absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in just one scoop of AG1, and it's a great way to start your day right. And if you have different dietary restrictions or follow different diets, whether it's gluten-free or dairy-free or keto, whatever it is with AG1, you're good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life no matter how busy you might be. Just a small once-a-day habit with big benefits. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five Five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So now that we have uh, dissected the Matthew Kachuk trade and compared it to the Alex DeBrinkett trade, let's catch you up on where the former Blackhawks from last season ended up. The answer is they're all Washington Capitals. Good night, everybody. Uh, Yes, the new Blackhawks East. The centerpiece to the Florida Panthers trade that brought the Hawks Riley Stillman and Alex... uh, Alex? No, Henrik Borgstrom. Why did I say Alex Borgstrom? Uh, Borgstrom is a Washington Capital. 
one year deal, seven hundred and fifty K. Good luck to both parties on Is that, that a two one. way? It's gotta be. It's gotta be. I think be. he'll enjoy Hershey a lot. Yeah. Got Best it. college center ever, according to that guy. He who shall not be named. I said his name on the radio this weekend. Does that count? Nah. I, not, didn't, I didn't hear here. it, so it didn't all right, count. Good. If you're not in earshot of the jar, you're all right. <laughs> yeah. good, all right, good to know. Uh, Eric Gustafson all. signs a one-year deal, 800K in Washington. Good luck with uh, that. And, and the most significant of the three, of course, Dylan Strom, one-year deal, $3.5 million to be with the Caps. And we were talking before the show, Dylan Strom has to play without Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit, but he gets to play potentially – with Alex Ovechkin. Uh, Backstrom's I'm out for not sure a about long... That, but yeah. There's no Backstrom. Yeah. No Backstrom for what? He had... A couple months, at least. Surgery, To right? like November or December. Like a yeah, significant he'll time. He'll miss the start of the year. So, yeah, Strom so will it, have a good opportunity. Hey, Dylan. Pass to the left. <laughs> yeah. That's all you got to do. <laughs> work on your, yeah. Just pass, work on that pass, pass to the left. Pass to the left. <laughs> head to the net. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to have a good season. I'm actually happy for Dylan Strom. I hope he, I hope he rides the Ovechkin effect. To a career year. I like Dylan Strom. He's a nice, nice kid. Uh, dog guy. Gotta love a dog guy. Gotta love a dog guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's, he he's just, I don't know what it is about NHL GMs. It's just, they're all crapping on Dylan Strom. They're like, he's a good player. He's yeah. not a great player, but he's a good player. And if you put him around other good players, he's going to do good. It's weird how that works. It took the Blackhawks <laughs> three years to figure that out. It's just funny that, like, that's the knock on him. Well, he only produces when he's with good players. When well, we so put does him everybody with, else. When we put him with shitty guys, he's really not doing anything. Yes. It's like the same exactly. thing with Philip Kershev. When we play him on the fourth line, he stinks. But when we put him with Patrick Kane, somehow, he's pretty good. Somehow he's not racking up points with Reese Johnson and Sam Lafferty. What's wrong with this guy? And and skating him in a completely in a role that is not suited to him at all. Colin had him as like a third and fourth line winger. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Like th- that's the that's the thing. And, and you're like the Strom thing baffles me. And I can squint real hard and see why the Hawks didn't want to bring him back. And you could tell Kyle Davidson's trying to build a team that competes really hard, is a north and south team, physical. Dylan Strom is none of those things. Fine. But he's a good player. And the fact that like from what I was told, the Hawk the best offer the Hawks got for Dylan Strom was a six round pick. Like that's there's got, that's there's, crazy. There has to be something. And yet you got the 13th overall pick for Kirby Doc. That blows right. my mind. Right. Yeah. That the gap would be that far between the two of them. Both RFAs. Like, I know. I, I know, know Doc is younger and bigger, but I mean, if you tell me now you can have one of these two guys to play for your team right now, that's contending. Which would you rather have? It's still strong. strong. Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's for building for maybe a guy gets better than you go Kirby Doc. But if I need to win now. I'm taking Dylan Strom over mm-hmm. Kirby Doc. There's got to be something, and this is completely speculation by me. It's not, I don't know anything about it. There's got to be something in the uh, NHL circle of front offices about him that it's just like this is, It's it's got to be something like an attitude or a work ethic thing or like maybe that it's, it's just like, you know what, it's not, it's not worth it. I just, I don't Because I think it. about when, when Derek King took over, it was looked at as like a clean straight from clean slate for Strom. Yeah. But then immediately again, he was scratched a few times and had to like earn his He's way back in the lineup, the and then he up. never let it go. But Jeremy Cowan, whatever, right? Smartest guy in the room until he's fired. Derek King seems like a reasonable coach. Whether or not you thought he was head coach candidate doesn't matter. You just knew that he had a head for who belonged where, and that was just a massive upgrade from what they had had before. But even he 
the first impression he got from Dylan Strome was clearly not good. Mm-hmm. And Strome found himself in the doghouse with him early on. So maybe there is something to it. He it says all the be. right things. His teammates seem to love him. Yeah. Usually when you got a guy who's a dog, teammates don't like him and won't yeah. say nice things for him and won't vouch for him. They might be political. Uh, and like, oh, you know, Stromer, he's been great. You, but you like, pick up, yeah, you pick was, up on the. He was the, the Masterson Award nominee for the Hawks this year. That says a lot, wasn't he? You would think. Uh, our guy Chris Dubio, excellent PA announcer for the Chicago Wolves, out there in the Mont of Roses. Um, <laughs> you know, Strom's a good player, but how does he fit on a contender? I think GMs are worried about his two-way play. He also mentions the league is all about speed. Yes, Dylan Strom not fast is not fast, not the fastest. Um, and yeah, his defensive. I think his. his it got Defense, better. It got better. Like you, we talked about. He's not Patrice Bergeron. No, but he's not David Camp. Ours, but like, he's not a liability by any means. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he might look like a liability out there with Patrick Kane, who's who, also a liability who on instantly defense. skates like he's got a piano on his back the second the Blackhawks <laughs> right. don't have the puck. <laughs> you notice that? Huh? Fastest guy in the world when he's got the puck, and as soon as he doesn't, it's like, oh, oh, my knee hurts. Mm. Can't skate. Uh, yeah, so, he puts his head down like, oh, I'm oh skating in God. quicksand. My legs are burning. Couldn't possibly <laughs> back check. <laughs> so there is some is, but I don't, I don't think it's a work ethic thing because just look at how he improved at the face-off dot. Yeah. You don't do that by half-assing it. You right. work your ass off to do that. Yep. So that tells me it's not a work ethic thing. Uh, so I don't know what it is. I think there's some there's a there's a rap sheet on Dylan Strome that probably half of it is justified and the other half is like, eh, I don't think so. Are you actually watching type of thing? But he's got a chance, a one year prove it deal with Washington, a team that's veteran laden that wants to ride the Alex Ovechkin train for one last run. If he gets to play with Alex Ovechkin, there's your chance to tell your critics like, hey. Pay me. Yeah, well, I mean, this, what's what's the line from Goodfellas? F you, pay me. He's got a real good chance of doing that this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. Or and, and you, he's got a really good chance of proving all those doubters completely right. And with, without Backstrom starting the season, the center depth is basically uh, Kuznetsov and then Strom. Yeah. So he's, it's yep. he he should have the opportunity he's to play be with some six. very. Uh, very good players with 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 the Capitals. A game I like to play. And I think we've done this before with Strom <laughs> is. Would he have a full time spot on the Dynasty Blackhawks? I don't think we we've had this discussion. I don't think he fits any of the three rosters. I don't because he's not a defensive right. checking uh, centerman. He's not fast. They piecemealed the second line center though for so many years. Having to add at the deadline with Hanzus and Vermette, and it was always something they were trying to plug in. Or Boland would have to kind of play up, or he Brad was ideally Richards. suited for third. Boland, Richards, Vermette, Hanzus. and Richards and Vermette and Hanzus are, eh. Richards and Vermette were definitely better than Strom. Yeah. Hanzus at that point in his career, I'm going to give that to Strom. Sure. Yes, but Hanzus did things way better that Dylan Strom can't. He, Hanzus Got was a lot better defensively yeah, than, than Strom Penalty was. kills. Yeah. Give you that 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 jam and that grit like the hair. He, Yes, he does. He does. Th- <laughs> Hanzus did things in the playoffs that I don't think Dylan Strom, well, he's not really had a chance to, could ever do. I want to see a, a race between Hanzus and Strom. Strom would win that. You and got, I'll you come got, back in 10 minutes. I was going to say, you got time to. the blue line. Strom's that slow. I don't know if he, if he really muscles out any one of those 10, 13, 15 rosters. I could see I the know. 15 rosters, but maybe the only one he can, he can get on. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe do you, he could but play, do you consider, he could play that Brad Richards role. But do you consider 
if they go Taze Richards, Strom, let's say they start the season with that, do they go Vermette at the at the deadline? Maybe. Or, you know, how does how does how does that play in? If they have Strom as a third line, Vermette was sneaky, even though our guy Q liked to healthy scratch him. Vermette was huge in that run in the yeah. playoffs. He had yep. four game winning goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that Q thing, man. I remember showing up to one of those Ducks games in the conference finals and finding out that he had scratched both Vermette and Teravine. Yeah. And like I there there's a there's a cloud of obscenity still hovering <laughs> over the United <laughs> Center to this day. I was shout screaming F bombs, like, what is going on here? Yeah, Chris brings up a good point. Of course no they way won Q that would game. trust Strom over Richard or Hanzus. That's true. Right, yeah. Yeah, the Q factor plays a role for sure. Uh, all right, next up on the list of movement, uh, Dominic Kubelik. <laughs> Back to the bathroom we go. <laughs> <laughs> Two years, $2.5 million with the Red Wings for Dominic Kubelik. All right, it's where, yeah. it's where borderline European prospects uh, go to die, him I guess. Him and Pia Suter can yep. reunite. Remember when the Blackhawks couldn't live without Pia Suter? Yeah. He's yeah, a fine player. He fine. killed the Red Wings. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of like when the Cubs signed uh, Luis Gonzalez. Hey, this guy's been kicking our ass. And uh, who was the other one? The uh, Jeff Blauser. Jeff Blauser. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence just died. R.A.P. Lawrence. Jeff Blauser. Good lord, I haven't heard that name in like 27 years. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to hear that name. And we're not going to hear it for another 27 years. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see where Kublik, uh lands in the lineup in Detroit. They made a lot of free agent moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I take a little issue with, they signed Olimata, and it's like the most brilliant move in the world. Three years ago, the Hawks signed Olimata, and people were like, the Hawks are idiots. What are they signing Olimata for? That's because they don't have Steve Eiserman. Yeah. Steve Eiserman's t- everything he touches is gold, mm-hmm. which is kind of, well, there's many reasons I'm hoping the Detroit thing falls flat on his face, but I want Steve Eiserman getting knocked down a peg or two. Yeah, that'd be fine. I'm he's okay not, with that. He's not the, the god of general managers. He's very good. Would I trade... My GM for him? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, I would. Sure. But yeah. you know what? I, you know, he needs a little, uh, diver- you know, he needs a little adversity in his career. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Kubelik to Detroit? Just kind of a, eh. I, I, I think a lot of people still hold on to his rookie season as a 30-goal scorer as, like, he could still do this. Mm. I don't know. I think we've I think we saw two seasons of he could still do this and it's like hey, he's not he can't. I think yeah, I think what we I, saw I think he's a tw- I think he's a he he rode Jonathan Taze's last good season that he probably had had in him. Um Jonathan, if you're listening, that's a challenge. Um <laughs> and yeah, he scored 30 goals. It was great. Uh but it just he didn't find it in the last two seasons. Obviously, the the uh, cancellation and, and the pandemic and everything could play an effect in, in rhythms and whatnot. I know that's really important to professional athletes. Yeah, but everybody but else in the league was every, everyone else had 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 to deal with it as well. So, yeah, I mean, if if he can get back to being like a twenty goal scorer and you know play a effective middle of the lineup role with Detroit. All, all the power to him. Yeah, I think the guy we saw the last two seasons is more the real dominant Kubelik than we saw that that first season. I think the, the biggest thing with him is his if he doesn't, well, yes, confidence. But if he doesn't round out his game, um, I don't know what else he does. Yeah, he's but a but hit, but hit one timers like yep. and and if you don't do that at an Ovechkin level, you can't be a one to a player. Right. So yeah. Well, I think you know for a team that's looking to take the next step, he's a nice depth piece. That's, that's got to be his role. Next up, uh, at the draft, everybody knows, uh, Kirby Doc traded to Montreal 
Interestingly, still without a contract, restricted free agent, um, mm-hmm. no contract yet with Montreal. It'll get done. It's just a matter of when. Um, he was on, if you want to hear Kirby Doc say absolutely nothing of interest, he was on John Scott's podcast the other day. <laughs> I turned into that like, oh, he's got, we're going to get some dirt. And it was like, oh, God. He spent, were, he spent 17 minutes talking about the Blackhawks, and I learned nothing. Nothing. And he was literally being made fun of by Scott and the whoever he hosts with for saying nothing. Well, I wow. first saw that it was a podcast brought to you by Hockey Fights, and they're having Kirby Dog, and I was like, yeah, this is not going to be worth my time. The one thing he did say, uh, John Scott said, like, which hawk would you like to fight? And he said Jonathan Taves, but only because they used to, like, playfully wrestle. They would wrestle at stuff, In yeah. the locker room, which is weird, but <laughs> cool, whatever, do your thing. I guess he got, um, you know, he handed him fe- his lunch f- at the face-off dot all practice <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, right. Packed him in the locker <laughs> yeah. room with a chair. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's the way I, to go, I always, yeah. I always thought about that, like, uh, Kirby Doc's working with Jonathan Taves to get better faceoffs, and Taves is like win, yeah. win. No. It's like the scene in Spaceballs where, yeah. uh, what's his name, uh, Lone Star is holding yeah. Dark Helmet by the head, <laughs> and he's just swinging away. Yeah, that's yeah, it's sad. It's, uh, Losing I, I, every faceoff is not a way to learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Uh, yeah, they should have put him in there against somebody who could actually like win a few, maybe get that confidence up, and then you work your way up to facing Jonathan. Taves. Have, have Strowman. Uh, you know, could have had Strowman Doc working together. But maybe that would have hurt Dylan Strom's <laughs> abilities. Well, whatever but Dylan Strom did to get better at faceoffs, Kirby Doc should have been doing the same. Yeah, thing. it worked. So yeah, I, I think having having Taze take his lunch money every practice wasn't a, wasn't a good idea for not only his faceoff abilities but his confidence. But yeah, hopefully you know he can uh, he can find a a new stride with with Montreal and he's got a young group to play with uh, with with Suzuki and Caulfield out there and apparently a. a, a Unicorn head coach with uh, Martin St. Louis. So it'll be interesting to see what what he does in, in Montreal. And a lot of leg days in Montreal coming up. That'll be. I think that would be good for Kirby. There. The whole like pressure to perform thing that Kirby Doc has been sort of scrutinized for, and he's publicly spoken about it, turning off his social media and all that stuff. He said the night of the draft, he had to turn his phone off too because he was hearing the trade rumors and. Mm-hmm. And he went and worked out. I mean, I, I feel like if I was in that situation and everyone I know is seeing my name as a trade rumor and everyone I know is calling me, I'd probably turn the phone off too. True. But Perhaps. if but if the, the pressure to perform is not your thing, good luck in Montreal, buddy. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Good luck in Montreal. If you I, thought I, the pressure in Chicago was high. I just, I just hope that, look, I wish him the best. I really like him. Like we've said, super great kid. Uh, and we've seen those flashes from him. Like, there it is. Like, the series in Edmonton, he was one best, of the best, best Hawks player, on the yeah. ice. Yeah. One of the best players on the ice. He, but did, just he not... did it a lot in his rookie year. And then, yeah. And again, bumps. he's had a lot of stuff working we've, against we've him. We've chronicled a lot yeah. that yeah. a lot of the, that, that lack of development, a lot of that wasn't his fault. No. So I'm and happy for him. For sure. I'm happy for him. I, I hope he does well in Montreal. I hope he gets that next level um but but i do worry about the whole well it's too much pressure in chicago well it's gonna get jacked good up luck in 50. montreal exactly. yeah, I wonder yeah, too, yeah. so m- one of my initial thoughts was well maybe he'll do better without the crushing expectations <laughs> of being a number three pick but he was traded for a first round pick right. mm-hmm. so that's going to be scrutinized too essentially traded for frank nazar uh, for for frank nazar and gave up a promising young defenseman yeah to get you know that was the first part of the pick they got right, they traded yeah. Roman off to the Islanders mm-hmm. to get the 13th pick which they then flipped to to the Blackhawks yeah, for right. so they essentially traded Roman off and Frank Nazar for Kirby Doc and a third round pick 
And the third I don't remember who would, who it was used on, but Probably I think it was was it sixty six? Look that up. Ludwinski went in. What was the uh, the Ottawa pick in the okay. second round? All right. Michael says if Lake Michigan was the net, Doc would hit the post. That's just mean spirited, Michael. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I know that's funny though. It is that's, funny. That's funny. You're not wrong. Kind of what, the other our, funny our, thing. Our beacon of positivity, <laughs> Michael, in the chat. Kirby Doc said to John Scott, he's like, I'm more of a pass guy. No kidding. You think? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My God, yeah, it's all he does. Uh, no, I, w- I, w- I do wish him well, and I hope he becomes a star in Montreal because I don't think it was going to happen here. Uh, if you missed it, Alex DeBrinkett's in Ottawa. We talked about that. Ryan Carpenter, remember him? Gavin Hayes was the pick. Oh, there we go. Gavin Hayes, Gavin Hayes 66th okay. overall. Uh, Ryan Carpenter, one year, 750K with the Rangers. So a nice a depth signing depth for a team with, uh, for the Rangers. with Stanley Cup... Uh, I don't know. Hopes and dreams. Thank I you. Like Ryan Carpenter. Carpenter uh, I saw online he like grew up a Rangers fan, right? Yeah, I, think I, I saw did that see correctly. That. So Very yeah, cool. so that's cool for him. Yeah, no, I like I like Ryan Carpenter. You can only uh, be traded to where you're a fan of. Yes, that's don't true. Don't forget that. No, I thought that it was your true. hometown. Home, usually, the same I think man. he's from New York. Oh. Well, then I, I, I don't. I could be making all these things up. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I no longer like him. Calvin DeHaan, Brett Connolly, still unsigned. By the way. Kelvin DeHaan joining the show next week. Hey. Don't miss that. Yeah, hopefully Can't he'll come on and him. break the news of, of where he's going. Of where he's going. We're going to hopefully break. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. No, but. he probably <laughs> Good for Kelvin. He's a good dude. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Blackhawks legend. Two years, three and a half million to stay with the Wild. Ryan Carpenter is from Florida. Uh, so the Wild. Never mind. I, I don't know. You know. The, the Wild had their window, and it is going to shut real fast. Yeah, I yeah. think it's shut already, isn't it? But how this is open when all that the Parisi and Suter stuff comes down. No, I think that's this year it starts. Yeah, yeah, and it goes forever. Yeah, they're gonna be paying <laughs> those guys off by the time uh, Bobby sh- Benia's done getting paid. Yeah, maybe it's it's it goes on for a long time. They have screwed themselves. Uh, like you know, and last year was like people were like, oh, this is the year. Like, and I never really bought into the wild. Come playoff time. I bought, Obviously, I was wanted them to get yeah. to the to the conference final for that first round pick. I bought in more when they got Flurry. Yeah, I, I did but, too. But then Flurry wasn't great in the playoffs. Uh, no. Wild, uh, except for Kaprizov, nobody knew how to score in which, the series, right, yeah. which is a problem. And we don't know what the hell's going on with Kaprizov either, yeah. with all the Russian stuff. Yeah. So has there been anything new on that in the last I don't, few weeks? I haven't seen anything new. Last I knew is that it was just you know. He was he was actually in Russia, but not like technically he's not like wanted or anything. I I don't know. It seemed oh, like that's good. It seemed like that report might have been, <laughs> lost, uh, you know, a little yeah, maybe a, a I, mix, I, mix I, up. I there, trust but. everything that comes out of Russia. Yeah, news you can't, can't <laughs> totally newsworthy. Yeah, yeah. Michael Michael Russo of the Athletic uh, covers the Wild. I believe what he was saying was that uh, he's that, that he's not in trouble in Russia. So, but he, but yet. still, I mean. You never know. It's a it's a big Scary. old big old question mark. When when anytime yeah. the Russian government is said to be looking for you, it's a little off putting. Not yeah. usually a great uh, no a great outcome. Just for the record, by the way, uh, Parise and Suter will be paid by the Wild. The buyout lasts until twenty twenty seven twenty eight. Yikes! Next year, a combined twelve point seven four three cap hit. Imagine how many players Jeez. you can sign for that. Twenty twenty three twenty four and twenty four twenty five. Fourteen million seven hundred forty-three thousand for each of those two years. Then for the next three, it drops to one point six 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 six. Ah, nice. 
combined uh, for those next three seasons. So the next so two seasons the are... The next three seasons three are seasons brutal for the are rough. <laughs> Good luck. Yikes. It's, it's so, scary. Oh, yeah. I don't... Oof. You're almost better off just living with them at that point. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to try to win... Thought, yeah. I mean, how like insulting is that they're like you're so bad we're willing to screw ourselves we're willing to sit on a money that we could sign three or four contributors to our playoff team then have you here oh lord good work if you can get it i guess yeah uh the other ones kevin lankin in one year 1.5 million and and nashville good for him and colin delia joins uh team jc in vancouver (laughs) one year seven hundred fifty thousand. always gotta have jc in your life Open your hearts to JC. Open your hearts to JC. I, I feel like uh, those those two will have a chance to contend for backup roles, but I've got a feeling both of them are going to end up as number threes. Who's the backup in uh, Nashville? Connor Ingram, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, if he's still there. He's a good goalie. I like him. And he's not going to beat out Soros. No. So. Uh, they have Soros and Lincoln and as the tandem now. Okay. You have um, your done. Yeah, I don't. Is Other it? goalies in the organization, Askarov, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tomas Vomaka. No. Devin Cooley and Connor Ingram. There's Ingram. Yeah. yeah I, I, he's so uh, RFA for next year. So, so yeah, I wonder, I wonder if, if Lincoln and Ingram will, will battle for the backup spot. Then we could see a lot of Kevin Lincoln in the AHL with Milwaukee as he plays That's the Icehawks 68 times. Yeah. Well, the, the, <laughs> the Lincoln thing, too, is also very much like Arvid Soderblom, maybe with Rockford, is – they want Askarov to get the bulk of starts, uh, start every game. He's Can over, he come over? I don't, yeah, I don't know. No, Askarov. He's still I, in 20. Russia. Yeah, but he's he's, he's got a KHL. There. I don't, oh, all I all don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah. with that, I don't think he's coming to North America for at least another two seasons. Okay, yeah. well, which I, for his development, good, but yeah. also it might be a thing where it's just like, no, you signed a KHL contract for eight years, you're stuck here. I don't know. Yeah, there. I, whatever happens, it's not going to be a uh, a very it's friendly negotiation. Easy. It's not going to be an easy uh, transition, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. So of of all these guys that moved, I think the one I'm most interested to watch is Doc. I just, I just I think I was maybe the last person on earth to have hope that he would pan out into something like a second, a really good second line center. Um, but the fact that they moved him, it tells me that. The Hawks kind of were like, eh, this is what he is, and we don't have much hope for his development. And look, maybe it is a change of scenery thing, but again. Maybe it was a doc decision. Maybe. Maybe he's, he said, you know what? He I, said I he didn't know it was coming. He said yeah. that he started hearing stuff. I and guess. He, he said in his post, you know, postseason meeting with the brass that there was no indication he'd be moved. But again, people say stuff, mm-hmm. you know, to protect everybody, and they don't right, want to look right. bad. So it's it's hard to Kirby Doc doesn't come off to me as the type of guy that will go into Kyle Davidson's no. office and pound the desk, say trade me right no, F and now. Like no. I don't see that happening. So I, I agree that he probably didn't see that coming, knowing knowing his personality. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm 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 very interested to see uh how he how he plays this next season in, in Montreal and yeah. um you know, it's a complete change of scenery. Um even in Montreal, a, a new coach um, a young team that has expectations. Carey Price seems like he's in in the mix, so that's good for the for the, for the Canadians for sure. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I, I I do again echo what you guys are saying. I do like Doc. As seems like a good kid. Seems like someone who will who wants to. He has the the drive to get back to being 
you know, the player that can reach the ceiling that he, you know, he had as the, as the third overall pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes with Debrinket too. in, in, in Ottawa, I'm just really intrigued by that young group that they yeah. have and how he fits in and, and where they can go this season. Cause if it, if it looks again, I really think if it looks promising, if a lot of those guys take a step forward in their career all together, this team could, could make some noise and it could interest him in staying longer than just one season. Here's one thing about Doc in Montreal that it'd be fun to watch. He's now going to be a teammate with Yuras Lepkowski. Guys, similar kind of build, similar kind of – like he's a big guy. So you got two mm. big guys. All of a sudden you've got Slavkowski's a front. shooter. So maybe yeah. that's a guy that Doc can be like, hey, okay, we're kind of like same frame-wise, same size. Maybe I can learn some tricks from him and vice versa. So those are two guys that kind of watch together. That's definitely a storyline. I'm going to be rooting for Dylan Strom in Washington. Yeah, me too. To bring it in Ottawa will be fun. That's a team that, you know, can either be a really cool, fun storyline or they could be the 2021, 20, Blackhawks and the wheels can come off real quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff to watch. I mean, there, there's things to pay attention to around the league. Uh, while we're trying to avoid what's going on in the United Center. Yeah, which, right. I think what's interesting is that pretty much all of these guys, there's really no, like, good riddance, bad bad blood no, or anything yeah. about them leaving. Except for Eric Gustafson. Except for, well, Eric Gustafson is just... But he's a nice guy. It's not really... It's not his fault. It's not like... <laughs> it's kind of his fault he's bad at hockey. Well... It's kind of his fault. His he's in control of that. But, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's not really you. You knew knew you knew he wasn't coming back, right. so it was just like well, we said it's not that, like we, we were like, oh, years Eric, come back! Like we want you. It's like no, like go on, do your do your thing wherever you're going to yeah. be. It's more of good luck to Washington for for giving him that deal, right? Uh, a couple chats we should address. No roids, just rage says. In your opinion, if the Hawks pick second overall next season, would Mitchkov be your pick or Fantilli? Fantilli. Considering Mitchkov is signed until 2026. Fantilly, 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 yeah. Fantilly. Yes. I, 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 so who did you want? Adam, if it's number two, it's Adam Fantilly. Yeah, um, I'd probably lean that. Mitchkov is really good, but there's so if, many uncertainties there. Yeah, if you if you have the three of them, Bedard, Fantilly, Mitchkov, Mitchkov right now for me is third, and it's not even based on skill. It's just the question marks of, of, a, of a Russian player and – having that long of a deal in, in the KHL and just kind of knowing the ins and outs of, of that league and the behind-the-scenes things that uh, uh, have come to light over the years from different stories and stuff. It's just, I, I, I take Adam Fantilli. Chicago Steel, come on. Not, I mean, not, a, not a far drive down right. to uh, the UC from there. Maybe if Russian-U.S. relations were a little bit better right now, you take that chance, but it's... It's too. It's too risky. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a risky. huge risk. Huge risk. Yeah. Uh, PW had a comment about Kirby Doc saying that he just did not have a good compete level. I don't know if that was necessarily the case. What I saw from Doc was a guy who you could see him thinking. Yeah. And there'd be times where he would like literally think himself out of a scoring chance where he'd have a breakaway or a two on one, and he'd be processing, processing, processing. Eh, I'm too close to the net. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that happened with Kirby Doc all the time. And one of the things he said with John Scott was like he just needs to start working on trusting his instincts a little bit. Yep. And that's true. Seemed yeah. like a common theme from the uh, Carlton era is that a lot of players had to get, go back to their instincts and trusting them. Yeah. Right. Uh, when a hockey player is thinking on the ice, 
Bad dead. things usually happen. I, you become yeah. a step slower. Absolutely. You become a step tentative. Just a split second in player, hockey makes the, a huge difference. Be the player you were that got you to the NHL. Mm-hmm. Rely on those instincts. That's what got you there. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and I think, too, I, I, I think a lot of last season you saw how much Doc wanted to be able to do all of the things that he was quote unquote supposed to be able to do. I think the desire was there. I don't think the compete level was a problem. No, I think it, and, and he's not someone who shies away from physicality, whether it's, you know, laying a hit or taking many of them. Definitely found um, him. Plenty of times <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't, no, you uh, see the, I don't say that he's not, not competitive. A guy that isn't competitive. Isn't the guy that we saw on the bench so many times in the last couple of years, just frustrated yeah. and mad at himself for not making a play. A guy with no competitive edge isn't mad at himself for not doing it. He just gets so not events. showing not showing the same frustrations. Right. Yeah. So I don't I don't buy that either. Uh, I just think it had a lot to do with just thinking too much, not realizing, you know, not deciding if he wants to pass or shoot quick enough. And those things just start to stockpile and all of a sudden you're in your own head mm-hmm. and you're 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 dead on your feet at that point. Michael asked what kind of player is Kirby's brother Colton Doc? Um, very similar, 6'4", 196, had a huge season with the Kelowna Rockets last year. 61 scoring. games, 29 goals, 50 assists, 79 points. Uh, it's a matter of, can he put it together? We saw him at uh, development camp. He looked like one of the better players. I would say he didn't stand out as much as Nazar did, as much as Korchinski did, some of the other first-round pick types, but he was definitely one of the better players out there. He's, Again, at, he's currently at Canada's uh, World Junior yeah. Championship uh, development camp, uh, evaluation camp. I think a lot of the a lot of what you see in Doc's Colton Doc's game is similar to his brother, but I think he has more of a tendency to shoot. And if he yeah. keeps that when he makes the transition to the professional level, I think that'll that'll bode there's, well for him. I and, think there's more offensive upside. Yeah. Um, he, and, and he has a better shot and uses it more. Yeah, and what's good is he's going back to junior. He's not going to the NHL before he needs to. So right. um, that will also more than likely help him in his development. Go path. back to juniors this year, play in Rockford next year. We'll see you in two years and where you're at. That's I don't the way have a problem. I don't have a problem with that. Let's, let's take the everything we did with Kirby Doc. Let's do the exact opposite with Colton and see what, how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly right. All right, let's wrap up the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We want to give you one final reminder to go ahead and download that PointsBet app. It helps us at CHGO grow, which I think you all appreciate because you're a lot of the same people are here every day. We're seeing a lot of great new people in the chat and some others too. Uh, jump on that points bet app and use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. You'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but make a $50 or more first-time deposit, and you're going to get that free CHGO membership. That'll get you all of our web content, access to our members-only Discord, and a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll get you squared away. And in case you missed it, Online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the app right now from your couch. Using that code CHGO, you'll be ready to start placing your wagers in minutes. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 
4700 we're back tomorrow Jay, at 11 did you want to take uh, a few minutes here to oh yeah talk about your we got to do our therapy session not don't we? Uh, yeah. not blackhawks related we all have something uh-oh. similar uh Broadcast yeah therapy. lawrence i'm going to give you the floor first you had you had, you had a gripe Oh, gosh. Me first? Yeah, broadcast therapy Tuesdays. Let's go. Oh, well, in that case. Um, Your hour ends in a minute, so make it fast. Yeah, <laughs> let's just talk about the fact that uh, oh, discontinuing don't the fall Choco for it. It's a PR scam. Oh, well, then I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> it's, it will be back in six months, and it will sell. I'll say it's this. the Mexican pizza from Taco well, Bell. Well, hold on, because, you know, they, they got rid of my Morris Linnell pinwheel cookies, mm. and, and they tried to bring those back, and that never happened. So are you telling me? And the Twinkie, by the way, also came back. Yeah, but it's not as good. It's made by some other company. They're smaller. They're yeah, it's not, not as, as good. good. I don't want you to lose the Choco Taco. It's a but beautiful here's, here's treat. Here's the thing, though. I mean, look at Klondike it. Klondike was it's not delicious. the originator of the Choco Taco. They were well, the second company. Good I, Humor made the Choco right, Taco originally. Okay, fine. Well, then let's get Good Humor back on uh, the Choco Taco Here's a little secret, train. though, for you, Lawrence. If you really want a Choco Taco, just go get a drumstick. It's the same damn thing. No. Just a different uh, shape. Oh, no, have you tried the new drumstick that have uh, the Nestle Crunch as yes. a peanut. Excellent. Highly recommend. Yeah. And Oreo just came out with their own drumstick. It's got an Oreo one. cone. They're fantastic. I got to say, the last Choco Taco I had was pretty disappointing. It was real chewy and not great. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I could see why that would happen with a. Nobody has talked about Choco the Choco Taco. Taco more than it has in the last 24 hours. It's a PR stunt. I They're going to bring it back. Taco. After the new year, and it's going to be like the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell. Everybody's going to want it. It's an inferior product, but because it's been gone for six months, all of a sudden you want it. I mean, Amico's are back, for Christ's sake. Have you seen that in the city? I'm not buying my gas from no Brits. (laughs) Bring back Amico. Amico's are back. Well, Nothing just, stays away okay, forever. <laughs> just like Jay and his sliders, I now want to eat a Choco Taco. So I guess that's done right. me. All right. Okay. Are you want to go next? This is kind of a co-bitch that you and I have. Yes. That, uh, that once again at SummerSlam, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Volume 75. Let's, yeah. Let's see how lame of a finish we can do this time. <sighs> yeah. Enough of the Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. If you, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm a big pro wrestling guy. Uh, lots going on at the WWE these days. Yes. Uh, you're going to have a whole hour episode just on that. But, uh, yeah, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. I didn't like it five years ago. Again? I still don't like it now. So you can keep your SummerSlam this weekend. Okay. Keep yep. your SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm tired of two of the least interesting wrestlers of all time. They're really big. Yes, they are. Big and strong. Thank you. Boring. My Brock, favorite thing of all time Brock was smash. the Brock Lesnar... Uh, Roman Reigns, I think the first time they did it at that WrestleMania was Seth Rollins did the Money in the Bank thing and won the title. Remember the Deadspin series, Why Your Team Sucks? Yes. There was a comment in one of the Minnesota Vikings one that I will always remember. It said, just think of this. Two former Minnesota Vikings were in the WrestleMania main event this past year, and they both lost. <laughs> there you go. That's my favorite, That's favorite perfect. Vikings cell phone of all time. That's great. Beautiful. All right, and I got one here, and we can share this with the CHGO Cubs people. And I'm going to qualify this by acknowledging that I am fully on board with the Blackhawks rebuild. I am not on board with the Cubs rebuild. Why? Because there's no salary cap in baseball. You can spend as much money as you want on as many players as you want. You're owned by a billionaire. There were 40,000 people, I was among them, at Wrigley Field last night for a Monday night game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
The fact that Rizzo and Bryant and Baez are gone is enough. Wilson Contreras is begging you to stay. He wants to be a cub for life. Ian Happ is getting choked up after games at the prospect of leaving the Cubs. Two all-star players for the Cubs that you drafted and developed and brought up through your system, and you're just going to send them away for, for lottery tickets. It's different from the NHL. The Hawks have no way out of this aside from rebuilding, from starting from scratch. The Cubs can pay their way out of their problems as much as they wanted to. They brought in Seiya Suzuki. They made a somewhat offer to Carlos Correa, which I think was more for show than anything. But a team that makes that much money on a night-to-night-to-night basis, owned by a millionaire who's revitalized the neighborhood, who has brought in his own broadcasting company that, in the words of Crane Kenny, was going to bring in wheelbarrows full of money. Pay the effing guys you brought in here to develop. Stop being cheap. Stop trying to sell off. Stop trying to just make a profit. The The Cub fans deserve better than what you're giving them. And I'll say the same thing to the White Sox, too. I'm not a White Sox fan, but they remind me a lot of the Bill Wirtz era Blackhawks where they were just good enough to keep you interested and just would not spend that extra money to get over the hump. Rocky Wirtz brought in Marion Hosa to get that team over the hump and Antoine Vermette and other people down the line to keep them competitive over the years. The White Sox should be doing that right now, and the Cubs should not be selling Wilson Contreras or Ian Happ. There, I'm done. Amen. I go. agree. There you go. I agree. The, the, has there ever been a sports owner that went from the honeymoon ended as quickly as the Ricketts? <laughs> I mean, you literally got the Cubs a World Series, and then within like six months, everybody's like, F these guys. Yeah. Um, they yeah. do it. It's self-inflicted, too. Oh, a absolutely. Lot of it, it's, 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 I, for the most part, the family I have is grown trash. up a Cubs fan. I'm a diehard Cubs fan. The Cubs winning the World Series in 2016 was one of the greatest sports moments of my life, something I'll never forget. Uh, you know, I, I put Cubs baseball cards in both my grandfather and father's caskets because they never got to see that, and they were the reason I was a Cub fan. And now, I don't, I haven't watched a Cubs game from start to finish in probably two or three years because I don't no care. To. I don't care. I like. I'm not gonna get up. I'm not gonna get gr- like super excited for Frank Schwindel or whatever the hell is. I don't care. Yeah. Swing. It's it's. There's another there's, I, I there's saw two, what I wanted out of them, and now it's like, eh, I've seen it. I don't care about this half-ass effort to make me think you're competing. Yep. It's brutal. All yeah. right. I mean, I just... I, sorry. I'm sorry. No, go. No. I just don't understand how you, how you cry foul or uh, cry poor and try and buy Chelsea. Like, something doesn't add up. Because they think we're idiots. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, what, what really chat my ass yesterday, so great night at the game. It was one of those, like... Chamber of Commerce days at Wrigley Field last night. Just mm. beautiful, beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. The sky was, sunset was beautiful. Cubs win. Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ contribute to the whole thing. Game ends. Tom Ricketts is walking on the field, and he's signing autographs down the third base line. Who wants his autograph? Like, right Seriously, here with that, who okay? Does, who does want his autograph? The only thing I want Tom Ricketts to sign for me is a check. Yeah. Otherwise, keep oh, it. Yeah, that so works. that happens. <laughs> then I get home, and I'm... Laying in bed, you know, trying to decompress a little bit from a stressful drive home from Wrigley. And I'm seeing Wilson Contreras literally crying about the prospects of leaving Chicago. It's brutal. Like, that's a guy who has given so much to this organization, his heart and his soul. And you could say the same things about Rizzo and Bryant and and Javi. They're already gone. There's no need to trade Wilson Contreras right now. I don't think you're going to get anything that's going to revitalize your organization or bring you some high-level, next-generational superstar. Baseball trades just typically don't work that way. 
it's dumb, it's cheap, and it's annoying, and you as a Cub fan should be pissed. That said, if you want to go to a Cubs game and enjoy Wrigley, no judgment. It's a great night out. But it's just the whole thing of of the Ricketts saying, like, oh, you know, we got to rebuild. No. Pay. You're billionaires. I don't want to hear it. Cry me a river. Fill my coffee mug with billionaire tears. Don't want to spend your money. Sell it to somebody who will. Sell the team to someone who will. Yep. There'll be a lot of buyers out there. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for letting us have our this week's edition Whew. of broadcast therapy. Yeah, that'll do it for the CHGO Cubs Blackhawks podcast <laughs> crossover featuring wrestling. <laughs> I'm Jay. That's Greg and, and Mario. Thanks to Lawrence for running yes. the show today. We appreciate it. White Castle we'll talk to you way. tomorrow at 11. Reminder, Thursday at 11, we're going to talk to Scott Wheeler of The Athletic and Calvin DeHaan at some point next week. So mark your calendars. Thanks, y'all. Have a good day.